Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy mess. I'm Ziri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. It is 2021. We made it. Hallelujah. I am your sister in sound. What? You're equally exhausted, but extremely optimistic fellow 2021 Life Conference attendee. There are name tags and Sharpies at the door. Thank you. Also, I'm your host, Zuri Hall of This Year Hot Happy Mess, and I'm super excited to be kicking off our first ever episode of 2021. This is going to be a short and sweet one, okay? So you can get back to nursing your New Year's Eve hangover or your 2020 hangover. Let's be honest, probably both. And if you're wondering how I am kicking off the new year today, well, I'm currently in a leopard print fleece onesie that I got a few years ago on discount at Target. It has a hood, so that's a plus. And uh, I'm just planning to polish off this warm, flat champagne out of a bottle that I forgot to put back in the fridge last night and probably shower. Big wins over here, guys. 2021. Let's go. Okay, so in today's episode, I am going to try to convince you to pick a word for this year instead of a resolution. And then I'm going to talk with a therapist about how to make a good resolution since you ain't going to listen to me anyway. Dr. Jen Hardy is in the building. She is so chill and so down to earth. She gave us some really great advice on high pressure or toxic resolutions, how we can reframe our goals and how to handle it if we fail at them, because let's be honest. We probably will at some point kind of stumble. And since most of us felt so out of control and in fight or flight mode, especially through 2020, uh, she's going to talk with us about some ways that we can find a sense of balance and control, infuse our lives with a little bit more peace, even if it's just in our space, in our home space. Um, Also, 
This is a good one, y'all. Stay tuned. We're talking about how to start the potentially awkward but very necessary We Need New Boundaries conversation with someone you care about. Maybe this year is the year that you finally want to get somebody together and have them come at you the opposite of crazy. Jen's got you, okay? Dr. Jen Hardy has got you. And this week's party trick, three tips to successfully take on 2021. And because one of my love languages is giving and receiving gifts, and I love you so very much, I'm giving away another $100 Amazon gift card. So stay tuned until the end of this episode if you want to win. Cool? Cool. All right. So death to 2020. Am I right? Totally stole that title from the new Netflix show, which I highly recommend you watch. It's a comedy special. I I don't know when it came out. Uh, clearly not too long ago. They had to wait for 2020 to be over to air it. Um, but it's really good. It's produced by the same producers of Black Mirror. And so it's dark humor. It's kind of like a mockumentary, if you will. And I mean, it's star-studded. They've got Samuel L. Jackson in there playing another character. They've got Hugh Grant playing like some low-key racist old white guy historian. They've got so many people and it's really well done. And I also think they do a really good job of making fun of both sides of what was a very divisive year. So no one is spared. Uh, No one comes out unscathed, but it's really funny. So I highly recommend it. You should check it out. That's to 2020 on Netflix. I am not personally super big into resolutions, y'all. Like in the last few years, especially, I am like, yeah, I've been around the block just long enough to know that I'm probably not going to pull this off successfully. And I don't really feel like feeling like crap four months from now when I fail at this. So And because, you know, so many of us are always go, go, go anyway, and we have, um, you know, ambitions and goals any time of the year, I'm just like, the last thing I need is an extra thing on top of all the things that I'm already going to be trying to do for myself and the people in my life. Um, So I've started doing the word thing, right? I'm sure you've seen that on Instagram and all the different social media platforms, but everybody's picking a word, but I really like it. My word for 2020 was consistency, and it was... Uh, spawned on by the fact that I wanted to get healthier, right? So I I posted, you can go to my Instagram at Zuri Hall and you'll see this uh, photo if you scroll deep enough, if you activate your inner lurker, we've all got her in there. And I was talking about how looking healthy is one thing, but feeling healthy is something else entirely different. And spoiler alert, I don't feel it. Or at least I didn't at that time. I mean, I eat hot Cheetos, fried everything, pasta with extra Parmesan weekly, sometimes twice a week. And Lord knows I love my wine. But last year, I cut out alcohol for all of January. Can you believe it? I still can't believe that happened last year. And I actually did it. My body was like randomly craving uh, way more salad at the start of last year, kale salad. And that's how I knew it was like an SOS signal. (laughs) Like my body was like, Try us one more time. You got one more time, one more year to act up. Like this little metabolism of yours is just going to get you through everything. No, ma'am. So I tried to get my life together. My natural build simply is what it is. Like I, I got the luck of the draw with that one. But the older I get, the more I know how important it is to focus on the insides. I didn't want to wake up anymore and be groggy, which I often could be, and get winded walking up a flight of stairs. But I do. I'm getting on a bit of a tangent, but the reason that I really like the idea of one word is because it can guide all of the choices that I am going to make through the year. So whether it's fitness related, career centered, 
or even if it's just about showing up as my best self in my friendships and my relationships, my goal was to work on consistency. And I honestly did that uh, really well for the first few months as words and resolutions tend to go. Then things got weird. Global pandemic. What's up? Um, But I really liked that because it's easy to remember it. You know, it's not putting some crazy markers like I have to drink two gallons of water by the end of each day. Also, is that too much water for a human body per day? I don't know because I don't drink enough still. Whether it's consistency with like getting back to people in a, in a timely fashion, even the, my group chats, like consistency with responding to text messages and emails, just consistency for the things that I want to show up for. I'm not saying just consistently be available and all over the place to everyone. I'm just saying for me. Because one thing that I've learned through personal self-reflection is I am a high achieving, highly productive person, and I have been since like primary school, but I can be kind of scattered and like a little bit sporadic in my methods, which means I might be productive, but I'm not as efficient as I could be. So consistency for me was about increasing my efficiency, which gave me more time to do other things, things that I loved because I wasn't just so scattered. And I still, I got to work on that. I'm still working on that. That is my challenge for all of you. That's what I'm going to do again this year. I would love to know what your one word is. Clearly, everything went out of the window by March of 2020. So you want to know what my word is for 2021? I'm picking the same damn word. How's that for consistency? Ha! Yep, we're taking this into 2021, y'all. So consistency is my word for 2021. I'm going to try to keep that theme going, especially now with the podcast. I got to upload every Monday. So thank you all. You are the great consistency of my life right now. Okay, it is go time. So without further ado, Dr. Jen Hardy is a licensed psychologist with a private practice in Maryville, Tennessee. She has specialized training in psychodynamic and feminist therapy, attachment theory, which I love. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with attachment theory. We're going to talk about it on the show um, in future episodes and career related issues. She writes on Instagram about relationships, career, resilience, self-compassion, and whatever else is on her mind. And fun fact, you guys, I also learned that Jen, not unlike myself, is originally from the Buckeye State. Oh, age, baby. Gotta love it. Here we go. This is Jen. Jen Hardy, Dr. Jen Hardy is extremely funny. She told me already that uh, she you only make who call you Dr. Hardy? Um, assholes and insurance companies. So. Oh, and insurance companies. That'll do it. Okay, so I've made <laughs> I've made Jen the promise that I'll be on my best behavior so that I can keep the privilege of calling her Jen. But if by the end of this interview you decide I'm an asshole, we can we can switch to Dr. Hardy. switch over. I th- I think you'll be fine. You'll be good. Okay. All right. I appreciate the faith you have in me. Um, I feel seen. So we're heading into a new year, 2021. Obviously, so many of us are ready to kind of just close this chapter and start fresh, which is a common theme for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one feels a little different. Um, as we sort of kick off this discussion on resolutions and sometimes the pressure that comes with them, I, I want to know what your perspective is on, on resolutions in general. You know, I'm not a super big fan of New Year's resolutions because we have to consider timing, right? And maybe, especially this year, the middle of winter in the middle of a pandemic that seems like it's been stretching on for like five years, maybe now is not the time for some like deep investment on radical change. 
maybe you're exhausted. In terms of resolutions, I just, you know, you've got to feel out where you're at. And if you feel ready for it and really want to do it, go for it. And if you don't, you have my permission and everyone else's to skip it this year. Thank you. I will be taking that permission. I haven't thought about a resolution. I haven't thought about a thing I want to do. I'm just happy to make it to the new year and be intact. You know, like I think that's what this year was for me was just realizing the small wins, the waking up and doing another day and getting through it, you know, and trying to find little bits of joy that that's the biggest win of all after a year like this. So I love hearing you say that we can take the pressure off of ourselves. Yeah. And we don't have to find silver lining. So please don't see this as a silver lining because this has been a really hard year. I think though, that there is meaning that we can make from these hard experiences. And I think that a lot of us are leaving this year with a whole different perspective on how much we really have control over and the need to adapt and to honor where we're really at. Right. Because um, January 1st of 2020, we had no idea what was coming our way. Right. right. Even though we all thought we did. We all had 2020 vision. Right. Futures never look so bright. Coming in crystal clear. <laughs> did not see this coming, Jen. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. And um, I will say, though, I had a pandemic proof resolution and I, I stuck by my resolution. Wait, what was the resolution? Yeah. It it literally was to um, eat more barbecue. Oh my gosh. See, okay. If I didn't love you before, <laughs> I definitely love you now. I also love that the resolution is just something that is so awesome. Like who would fight that one? I don't, I don't think I've ever thought about resolving to just do a thing that just tastes good, feels good. I just like it. It's always something that kind of feels like a punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And so what if instead of taking away, what if we think of adding what I like about that resolution is what if you just pick a fun one, mm-hmm. right? And so I was able to stick to it and adapt because I didn't say, I must have this much, this, mm-hmm. I must have it every week. Well, you know, I'm going to fail at that. If I just say, what, yeah. if, what if I just have more than what I had yeah. before? Yeah. Then there's a lot of I flexibility and wiggle room, right? I love that. I love that. I, you know what? You've inspired me. I wasn't going to make any resolutions truly this upcoming year. I will make a fun one. I will give that gift to myself, that permission to do a thing a little bit more that makes me happy or, or maybe that I haven't tried, but think might. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other best types of resolutions are the ones that are really grounded in our values where we say, what is something that is important to me that I don't have enough of right now? And how can I go about crafting that into my life more intentionally? Right. And we can stick to those because we really wholeheartedly believe in them. And so instead of saying, I am broken and I must change myself and fix myself. What if I say like, I am enough and what do I want to have more of in my life? Right. Right. Um, I love that you bring that up because we, we've talked quite a bit on the podcast about core values and how once we kind of figure out what they are for us, it becomes much easier to walk away from things that don't really align with us. It becomes much easier to realize why we're having negative emotions or our alarm systems are going off. Oh, this doesn't align with my values. And so that's why I'm kind of hitting a, a dead end here or, or a brick wall. When it comes to keeping a resolution, you've given us some really great tips on how to set them, maybe 
the the frame of mind with which to approach this stuff. Like, what would you say to people who might be a little harder on themselves? A lot of the women uh, and men, but the people who listen to this podcast are extremely ambitious people. Um, what groundwork should we lay? What should we keep in mind as we move forward through the year? Should we set a resolution? Yeah, I have a couple thoughts on this. One is because I am also a hardworking, ambitious person, right? And I've had to learn the most successful people are the ones who adapt. Mm -hmm. And my overarching principle when I'm trying to be persistent toward a goal is saying you've got to adapt to what the situation gives you, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'll say like play the cards in your hand. Don't play the cards you thought you were going to get. Don't play the thoughts, the cards you wanted. Play the ones you've got and play them, play the hell out of them. And so if that means you have to put a pause on that career goal, that might actually be the best idea. I think of all the people who were planning on going back to school And they really wanted to go. And maybe some of them did and they like it. And maybe some of them said, you know what? I don't learn best online. I'm going to have to pause that goal. To me, um, neither of those are a failure. The failure would be, I know I can't do it that way, but I'm going to force myself to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's, it's all about adapting. Right? Mm -hmm. And then the other piece is we have these narratives that we tell about ourselves. Right? And you need to be really honest with yourself about the ways that your goals are encouraging you to replay the narrative. Mm. If you, so like, there's this guy that I really only know through Instagram, and I know it's going to come on New Year's Day. He is going to have a list a mile long of all the changes he's going to have to make. I'm thinking, man, he's a smart guy. He's got to know he can't get it all done. And I'm thinking, what is that narrative there? Like, is he used to telling himself that he's a fuck up? Mm. And so he's setting it up to fail. So then he can say, here I go again. Wow. So I encourage you to just be like really honest with yourself. We are not babies. We have lived in this world long enough that we know ourselves. We know our hard spots. And we've got to look at these resolutions and say, am I reenacting that so I can tell that same story again? Mm. I feel like, oh, personally attacked in the best way (laughs) right now because (laughs) that honestly, that is wow. I'm going to have to sit with that after this truly and reflect on the ways that maybe I set myself up to just repeat stories that I've told myself. And I might you know, make these public declarations or say these things under the guise of new year, new me or better Z or best life, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, am I setting myself up for, I hesitate to say failure, but for repetition of patterns that really, I know never end in good feelings. Yeah. And I get how you'll read advice that says, you know, name it out loud, let other people hold yourself, hold you accountable yeah. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. That might work for some people, but for other people, they may find themselves then feeling like, okay, I'm painted in a corner. The best thing I could do is adapt and change course. But now I'm going to have to explain myself to all of these other people. Yeah. And what are they saying behind my back? Mm-hmm. Right. What mm-hmm. stories are they telling about me? State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I mean, we've talked about social media on the podcast, the relationship and dynamic we have with it. And while it can be a good opportunity for accountability, if it's a safe space that you've created online in whatever that digital space is, it also creates a lot of pressure. And sometimes it's self-imposed. We set ourselves up for that. I have done that. I started 2020. My one resolution was I was going to run a mile every morning and I got my Instagram photo on the treadmill. And I was, my caption was just like, who let's do this consistency three weeks in four weeks in, I was like, I got to go to the gram and tell everyone, like, I felt like I had to confess that I was not, I just wasn't doing it the way I'd hoped. And I kind of felt a little bit like, you know, womp, womp, totally, totally fell that one kind of wish that I hadn't brought it up because yeah, now there is this not even accountability in a way that you want. It's kind of like this expectation that you've set yourself up for these great expectations for this online world that you're, you know, engaging with. Because it doesn't need to be a big deal, right? right? But when we start putting it out in these public spaces, we know, oh, that's how, what that person's going to say about me, or that's how yeah. they're going to react about me. And I, and I see all the memes that say it doesn't really matter what people think. Um, you are a social creature. You are allowed right. to care what other people right. think of you. And you are then Thank allowed you. to honor that you may want to keep some things private because you yeah. it's enough for you to deal with it let alone dealing with other people figuring it out, yeah. right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's a really good point. I never would have tried to do something every single day because I would have been like, there's no way I can be that consistent at anything. I can't even feed myself every morning consistently. <laughs> I'm so on the go. I'm like, the last thing I need to do is I'm going to run a mile. I will say for the listeners, I've gotten back on it. I've ran twice. 
So no big deal. I don't want to talk about it. Kind of killing the game twice in the last six months, but twice. So stick with um, me, there's, guys. There's been a pandemic, you know, you've right? been sort of busy with stuff. Yeah, that's been the one good thing. If there is a silver lining, which I know we don't have to find per your point. Um, I just get to blame everything on the pandemic. Anything, anything I wouldn't have done anyway, 2019, 2018, 2017, 2030. This year, the pandemic did it. Like, I'm going through a pandemic. Sorry, can't. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember the there was that tweet that had gone viral of like, if if you're not getting your novel written, if you're not launching that, it's not because you didn't have time. It's because right. you didn't want to. And I thought, yeah, I just wanted to roll my eyes at that because you think about yeah. what we were all adjusting to. It was extreme. We're all still burnt out from this past year and we're still burning out. It's not like the mm-hmm. pandemic is getting better, right? We don't know when things will be, quote, back to normal. And maybe we never wanted to go fully back to normal. We want there to be some things about this way of living that stick around. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. I mean, when the pandemic started, um, it was hard to compartmentalize at first because we were all just kind of trying to get our bearings. And so as someone who's super go, 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 there was a small part of me that found peace and being forced to stay still in ways and spaces that I otherwise wouldn't. And while I would have much rather the world go back to normal because of what it would have meant for all of us and our safety and our wellness and health, um, the fact that I was there made me realize I might be enjoying this stillness a little too much only because it was telling me that I was doing way too much before. And so that was one small gift of this is realizing I really need to get back to carving out that time for stillness and that it's okay to be still, that there is a restoration to be found in that. To your point about that, that meme, which I did see, you know, if Mm -hmm. you didn't achieve this and this and this, then you're just lazy because now you have all the time in the world. And it's like, well, that completely discredits the emotional um, rest and, and well that you have to have to create and to achieve and the mental and spiritual wellness, like everything else is bonkers. Sure. I technically have time, but I'm losing my shit right now. I don't know what's going on. The last thing I could do is create. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And we were all in a fight or flight state Mm -hmm. to some degree. Right. And we might be looking at if we slow down and spent 15 minutes to just tune in to how our body is feeling, we may realize we're still sort of there. Mm. Right. And if you're there, rest. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I'd love if you could just give our listeners maybe a few uh, things, a few warning signs if they want to sit with themselves, maybe after this episode and check in as they go into the new year. uh, What are some things that you would encourage people to gauge within themselves that might be signs, hey, you still need to reset or you need to rest or you need to do a little bit of self-care or reflection if we're feeling this way or if we're acting this way? What might those signs be? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's safe to assume most of us are still there. And if in doubt, if you're not sure, assume that you're a bit bit burnout, right? You would be looking for signs of like, how is your sleep? How's your energy? How is your patience level, right? Mm. If someone is being annoying at the store, not wearing their mask or whatever, like can, how are you feeling about that? Are you able to move through it? Are you feeling really stuck and angry or scared? I mean, these are signs, right? Can you Mm -hmm. find some joy and laugh and 
feel fully present with the loved ones that you're around. If you can't, I, I think those would be some signs of, okay, I need to tune in and take care of myself. And and maybe it's not just, I have to do this all by myself, but I can reach out and get support because yeah. um, though we all have a slightly different reaction and experience to the pandemic, we are all going through a pandemic. So everybody can, to some degree, understand what you're going through. Yeah. We have also felt a, a lack of control this year. You know, people had their expectations about what was going to happen 2020 had other plans. Um, as we move through the new year, um, what are some ways that we can regain control, even in small ways in our everyday life, whether it's our home environment, our work life, our personal relationships? It could be boundaries, something as heavy as that or as important as that. It could be something as small as creating a space that feels good when we're home. Um, what would you encourage people to do to try to sort of regain a sense of control and peace in their everyday life? Well, Zuri, I think that you're offering up some really good ideas. So I think those are starting places. Okay. The, the other pieces that I would add is, um, you know, I have a kind of a funny homework assignment that I'll give clients sometimes where I'll say like, go clean out a drawer. And they look okay. at me like, oh, Jen, you are a weird lady. And then I... <laughs> And then I explain, it's, you know, we like a sense of completion. We like knowing we've reached the end of something. And when you are dealing with any kind of chronic stress that is out of your control, our body is stressed by that. So if we do something that has a beginning, a middle and an end, it doesn't mm. make everything all better, but man, it feels kind of nice. So the yeah. world is chaos. I got that drawer cleaned out. I got that laundry put away got that closet cleaned out, right? So that's one thing. Find things that you can have a beginning, a middle, and an end to, and really force yourself to finish it because there's something we gain after completing things. The other thing is understand that there is a rhythm inside of you. There are rhythms all around in this world, right? Rhythms mm -hmm. and patterns. And we have had our rhythm, our beats thrown off this year. And so can you find ways to get a little of that rhythm back through routines and structure and control. And you know what's important for you. Like some people will say, oh, it's my morning coffee. I need to have five minutes where I do nothing, but I sit and I drink my coffee. Other people say, I have to do yoga every night. Okay, mm -hmm. then if everything else is falling apart, do what you can to try to keep those aspects still in your life. Mm -hmm. Some sense of normalcy or consistency, mm -hmm. even if it's small, a thing that you enjoy is a thing you enjoy. Yeah. And when you speak about boundaries, then yeah. protect those, use your boundaries, be assertive, pick that battle to keep mm -hmm. that around, whatever it is. And you're not going to be able to keep all of your routine, right? So just pick the right. couple of things that really matter the most to you. Got it. And and to that that point about boundaries, as we move into this new year, um, maybe we're starting to have those conversations, uncomfortable conversations about you know, with loved ones or friends or whoever, maybe it's a coworker. Um, this might be a big ask in, in the moment. And I, and I know this can go various ways depending on who you're engaging with, but what might be a suggested start of a sentence when it comes to telling someone that you want to have a conversation about boundaries? Because sometimes even I personally, it's like, okay, I kind of want to tell my, my best friend that this is how I'm feeling about this thing. And I need to establish some new boundaries, or maybe I want to talk to my boyfriend about this thing, but you don't want to make it a bigger deal than it has to be. So you don't want to be like, meet me on the park bench at 
12 o'clock Thursday and come prepared for a conversation. Like that just yeah. sounds like something that I wouldn't want to show up to if I was that other person. So how do we kind of, you know, gently ease people we love into a conversation about boundaries? Yeah. I mean, even as you were describing that, I was hearing that organ music in the background. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And she, they're not showing up on the bench. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to be there solo. <laughs> and that was the end of that relationship because that sounded scarier to them than just talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, how are they showing up? They're scared. They're defensive. They're nervous. Are they really in a space to hear you? No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how I try to approach these conversations, and I'm not going to say I always do it perfectly, but I ground myself in the assumption that they can handle it. Mm. They can handle it. Yeah. I'm going to be kind about it and they can handle it. And when I come from that approach and I'm not walking on eggshells, they're a little less likely to walk on eggshells themselves. And we can meet in this place of, I care about you. You care about me. Let's work on this so it can be better. Right, right, right. And so what is exactly the script on how to start it? I do think it depends on the person. I, I think that it comes from like really saying things slowly, not quickly, looking them in the eye as clear faced as you can from this place of care. And maybe that is something where there is an intimacy to that that throws people off that the vulnerability. And I think they can read our face and they can see on our expression that, okay, we're good. We just have to make this better. Yeah. So maybe text message isn't the best place to do it because no we lose text. all of those nonverbals. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen the, um, there's a key and peel sketch on YouTube, but where two people are texting in different rooms and one person's like super chill, like, yeah, man, whatever. And then he's like, yeah, man, whatever. Do you not even care about this relationship? And so you're just seeing them go back and forth, completely misunderstanding one another because there, there's no tone. There are no verbal cues when we're texting. So that in itself might have just saved a couple of friendships, Jen. Don't text you guys. If you're trying to set boundaries, maybe have a face-to-face. -face. Or send it as a voice memo. Okay. Right. So we can get some inflection, some tonation. Yeah. 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 I have a sister where I say, you have to stop doing this because she'll just text back the response. Okay. Period. And I'm like, I whoa, why are There's you so mad at me? Exactly. I'm like, stop yelling at me. <laughs> I thought we were I good. Hate, <laughs> I hate the okay period. I'm and like, I, I just don't know what I did to deserve this. Like yeah. I'm reflecting on if I can show up in a different way. Like you couldn't have given me an exclamation point, maybe like an okay a Y with a smiley face. There were just so many other options. Yeah. Give me an emoji, man. Give me an emoji. <laughs> but I've learned like, okay, when she says, okay, I can imagine it in the best possible way. And even right. though it like first hits, it's okay. Yes. I know to like amend it to, okay, and, yes. and fix it, right? Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I love what you said about tone and even speed, you know, because I tend to be a pretty fast talker. And when I get excited or upset, it gets even faster. And so when I engage with certain people, um, I've had to realize that slowing it down kind of eases the tension and energy for everyone. I'm just speaking heatedly because it's just how I talk, but I'm understanding now in my life, that's not how it's being received by someone else. So it may come across as anger or why is she so worked up or da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just talking. But when you speak slower, I think it also implies that there's some intention with your words. So I really mean what I say because I'm taking the time mm-hmm. to, to say it slowly to make sure you understand it. So I love that. Yeah. And you know what you were describing on how nervous you get. I just wonder, what are your fears? Are your fears that they can't handle it? Yeah. And then, so if you just like give them the best, best possible interpretation that you can give them the most generous interpretation, assume Mm -hmm. they would rather know the truth than the, the pity of you can't handle it. So I have to like, give it to you gently. There's something a little condescending about that. Right. And we don't mean Mm -hmm. it to be I've done it right. like that. And then I think, man, but that's not how I would want to get the feedback. I would just want to wow. know. Right. I love that. The fact I, I value you enough. I respect you enough. I have enough faith in who you are and how you can show up for me that I'm not going to condescend or, you know, spoon feed you a thing that I fully have trust you can handle. Wow. That's great. And and I don't mean it to criticize people or to say that this is generally their pattern. I think we get a lot of social scripts that say, let them down easy, protect their feelings, that, that really suggest they can't handle it. Or if you've had some really hard relationships in the past where people have not been able to handle it at all, I get where you might be coming into these conversations worried that that's going to happen again. And then you say, okay, is it going to happen again or is it not? How are these situations similar or different? And then you can hopefully get a little space from that negative experience. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, Before I let you go, we have a segment called The Party Trick, which is just a fun little something for our listeners to take away at the end of an episode. And so for this week's party trick, I would love if you could give our listeners Three tips, three things to remember as we take on 2021. Okay, first off, assume that you are tired. 
and that you are recovering from something that you are still going through. So you're not going to fix it in a week that you are going to need to really give yourself time to recover and heal. So that's step one. Um, When you think about resolutions, consider what is the best timing for these resolutions. And this is where you have to be really honest with yourself and say, am I just putting this off and avoiding it because I'm good at finding excuses because I'm scared about this? Or is it just a bad time because I'm tired, right? And so being flexible there and adapting. And then the third piece that I would say, what we had spoken about earlier is our values are great guiding forces. So if you are looking at 2021 and the ways that you want to change, let your values guide the way. If it's about, I value friendships and relationships, then okay, let's figure out how you're doing well, what you want to keep around and what you want to add. Mm, I love that. Jen, can I call you Jen still? Or are yeah, we, are you we can. on Dr. Hardy? We're on Jen terms. We're good. Yes, I made it through the interview. Not enough of a card-carrying member of the asshole assembly uh, to have to switch to calling Jen Dr. Hardy. That was my goal. I I knocked it out. Jen, thank you so much. This was such an awesome conversation. If people want to keep up with you, follow you, engage with you, where can they where can they do that? Yeah, I do most of my work on Instagram. So at you know, ironically, yeah, it is Dr. Dr. Jen Hardy, right? So I don't think everyone on Instagram is an asshole, just for the record. (laughs) But just in case, you got to play a little safer over there, you know? And that's Jen, two N's, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I have a website, website, the same thing, www.drjenhardy.com. And you can get links to any kind of podcasts that I've done, like this one or articles that I've been quoted in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen. Happy New Year. Wishing you all the best. I'm definitely going to be taking a lot of your awesome advice into to this upcoming year and beyond. So I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk to you. Happy. Yes. All right. I hope you got some good takeaways from my combo with Jen as you take on 2021. Now, as promised, before I let you go, We've got our first giveaway of the new year. It's another $100 Amazon gift card. All you got to do is leave a five-star rating and a quick written review of this here hot, happy mess, okay? Just whatever it is that you're loving about the show so far. And in that review, also drop a line telling me your one word for 2021, okay? What do you want more of this year, okay? It could be anything. It could be consistency, that's my word. It could be love, rest, guacamole, pizza. I do not care. It is your world and we are living in it, all right? Just post away. The giveaway ends Sunday, January 24th, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're listening to this right now and it is not that date or time yet, it ain't too late. Enter, okay? Boom. Good luck. And I will see you next week. I'm super excited to announce we have some really stellar one-on-one guests that we are bringing to the podcast in the next few months. You're going to love them and more group chats coming soon, okay? I know you guys love the group chat. I love the group chat. They're my real friends. So 
We are going to have more group chats, especially as we kick off this love and relationship series, y'all. You do not know how excited I am that this is the next series. So it is coming within these next few weeks here. And we are going to deep dive through January, February, maybe into March. I don't even know because I just love this topic so much. And I know y'all want to talk about it. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of all the things. Love, sex, dating, marriage, not marriage. (laughs) Okay, I'm losing my words because I'm tired and I need to shut up now. I said this one was going to be short and sweet, so that's what I'm going to make it be. Good luck. Godspeed. May the force be with you. Don't forget to enter the giveaway, and I will see y'all next Monday. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.